Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you'd like to get involved with the program, uh, please give us a call tonight in studio, 701-225-5133. Or if you have any other questions or comments and you'd like to text us, we can get those as well, 701-290-7862. Again, the number if you'd like to uh, put in some input here with any questions or comments, 701-290-7862. You can text us at that number. Or if you'd like to email us, if you're out of country and you're listening, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Somebody just texted me and said they lost us on Holy Ghost Radio, so I'm not sure if that connection's down or what's going on, but good to have you that are listening tonight. Turn me up just a little bit. The uh, Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio program, and uh, thank you for all of you that have texted me so far. Uh, hello to Thor and Angela. Hello to the Schulers up in Grafton, Chris Carey and Elena listening tonight. My good friend Talis listening tonight. And um, just glad to have all of you that are tuned in tonight. And please do text me, 701-290-7862. And that way I can know you're listening. Also, you can email me. I think he said all this, but robertsimons58 at gmail dot com and some I get some emails from out of the country sometimes and boy my now my phone's going crazy. A lot of people texting me tonight. That's good. Thank you so much. Now if you were tuned in last week, hello to the Pennsylvania crew. Good to have them listening tonight too. If you tuned in last week, this is going to be kind of the second part of something I'm talking about. I'm being a little tongue in cheek here about to to make my point, I'm calling this Pastor Bob for President part two. <laughs> This is what we're calling it today, Pastor Bob for President. Um, the 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 gist of this is this that you know all these political candidates are promising this and this and this and this, just like the last president we had promised all this change and all these great things, and we've seen the country uh, go downhill since he was elected eight years ago, and it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not. It's not his fault. And you know what? Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump are not going to be able to fix the problems in our country because the problems are deeper than that. Uh, these problems, and I'm going to say this, and this is not in any arrogant way, but people that are doing what I'm trying to do here tonight, and I'm just a little guy and a, you know, just a whole bunch of people out there trying to preach the truth, we will have more of an effect in changing this country, really, than anybody that gets elected president. And so, you know, I if you if your hope is in politics and you know, and here again, I'm I'm political in the sense I vote, I have opinions, I think God 
is interested in who our leaders are. I believe that. But really, we get the leaders that reflect our country. Uh, if you don't like President Obama, President Obama got elected by our country. He's the man that people wanted. And so he reflects, you know, his lately some of his poor decisions on these homosexuality issues and so on. You can get mad at him if you want to, but he is reflecting uh, a a growing uh, group of people that are very confused about sexual identity in our country. And so when I say Pastor Bob for president, I'm joking, of course, I'm joking. But the um, text that we took last week is in 2 Timothy 3, chapter 1 through 5. And I'm not going to re-talk about the same things that, hey, if you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio tonight, um, the um, let me know that you are because... Um, Somebody said that it's not working, so I don't know if it is working or did you test test it? Maybe run upstairs and test that, see if it is working. But the um, and if it's not working, we'll try to get to um, into try to get that straightened out here tonight. But Second Timothy three one said, "This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come." Um, the Living Bible said, "You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times." No politician is going to fix what's going on in in America. Um, somebody just texted me a scripture in Psalm 146.3, Trust not in princes. <laughs> That's a very good scripture for this. Um, one of the main reasons we are losing our freedoms, because men who cannot govern themselves can't handle this kind of freedom, and the government can't stop the evil that's going on, and so they're trying to. So that's why I'm going to say it again. If you want to save America, get right with God yourself. This is, this is the over, underlying factor of this whole two, two broadcast series. Get right with God yourself and then begin to influence other people to do the same thing. Well, last week we talked about these topics of, um, last day things that are happening. Lovers, people are loving their, them own selves. They're covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. And that's as far as we got. We got to verse 2. And so tonight, I'm going to talk about other reasons why a politician can't fix our country. Um, the, um, In fact, Seth got so excited to play a song, I'm going to let him play a song right here. But uh, stay tuned tonight, and let me know. If you are listening on Holy Ghost Radio, let me know, because i got to find out if this is working or not. Text me, 701-290-7862.
You are listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and Holy Ghost Radio is not um, is not working tonight for some reason, but some of you have tuned in now to the KDIX app that are out of town, and of course we have our local people listening, so glad. If you're just tuning in, just quickly, I'm saying that um, tongue-in-cheek, Pastor Bob for president, but not really, because the, what we really need to change this country is a change of the people. And we're going to read a list. I'm reading a list of last day predominant attitudes that's causing the problems that we're having. And I'm going to start in in Second Timothy chapter three and verse three. It says, "Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good." The Living Bible says they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. I'd like to talk about this first. We're living in an age where there are many people that do not have natural affection. Um, we have, uh, for instance, parents should have a natural affection for their children. And we're living in a time when parents, many parents, now there's a lot of good parents out there, but many parents don't care about their children. How is the government going to fix that? Like when mama cares more about getting high on meth than changing the baby's diaper, how is the government going to fix this? You know, this this is, um, when I say without natural affection or when the Bible says this, uh, I, I know I say this all the time, but 40 years ago, there was always, when there was a divorce, just about always they gave the children to the mother. And the reason for that is there is a natural affection for moms and children. And so just about no questions asked, they always gave the children to the mother. That's not true anymore. Because we are seeing a loss of natural affection. Uh, this, this, uh, this rise of homicides, you know, school shootings, church shootings, you know, nightclub shootings, I mean, where, what are people doing? I mean, how can you just walk into a nightclub and kill whatever, 60 people or whatever? I mean, like, what is it inside of us that could pull the trigger and kill an innocent person that we don't even know? But see, this is what it means. In the last days, there's not going to be natural affection. The, uh, and of course, we could talk about the natural affection of homosexuality. That's not natural affection. It's not natural for a man to fall in love with a man sexually. Now, I think men can love each other. Um, I, I believe that. But there's nothing sexual about a man and a man according to nature. We're living in a day when there is no natural affection. Um, this, um, or I, should, I don't want to say no. Okay, that's not even close. But the farther we get away from natural affection, the, you can see why the government can't fix this. I mean, we're, we're living in an age where even teachers are afraid to say that they're, they're afraid to use the words mom and dad at school because they think they're going to get in trouble. <laughs> they, you know, they say, well, we can't say that. That's not the modern family anymore. There isn't any other kind of family than a mom and dad. That's, that is the family. 
you know, you can't, you can't, this is not natural for two women to be romantically inclined towards each other. This, this is, this is the signs of the last days. These are, the, these are the signs. And with these things going on, uh, there's no program out there that they can, they can raise the taxes. They can hire more police. They can do whatever they want to do, but they're not going to fix this. What's going to fix this is people getting right with God and then helping other people to get right with God. The Bible says that in the last days, the other, they're going to slander others. They're going to slander like false accusers. Um, this, this, um, this, uh, you know, there there is a um, uh, people are there's no respect amongst some people. They just say whatever they want to say. Um, it says no self control. And by the way, thank you for all the texts that are coming in. I'm not even taking time to read them all, but but <laughs> there's a lot of them tonight. That's that's really neat. There's just a whole bunch of them that are coming in tonight. Um, the um, I want to spend a little time on this no self-control thing. Part of the reason the government is running into a brick wall trying to trying to solve the the, the social problems of our of our country is because of this no self-control thing. Uh, there there is no self-control. They uh, children are not being taught self-control. They are tr- trying to treat ki- children with drugs to control them. Children are not taught discipline. They're not taught self-discipline. So there's, it starts very early on. There's no self-control of children. And so they've got all these new childhood um, diseases that I'm sure existed before, but through good discipline and good parenting, they were something that were easily solved. Now these kids come to school and they're bouncing off the walls and nobody can control them. And what happens is those children grow up into adults and there's no self-control. Uh, the reason for obesity, no self-control. The reason for drug addiction and alcoholism, no self-control. Self-control is, I mean, the, without self-control, then you, and you're going to have the government control people? It's, you see what's wrong here? If everybody had self-control, we wouldn't need one policeman. In the whole world, but see, we don't have that, and so we're, we're hiring more and more and more people to try to control us. But in the last days, one of the signs is no self-control. The the uh, King James uses the word incontinent, and Seth looked it up, and that means people that can, can't control their bladder. But actually, it's way deeper than that. It's not incontinency in the sense of the physical incontinency, but it's incontinent in the sense that people cannot control their mouth. They can't control their anger. They can't, I mean, this road rage business, what is that? No self-control. You know, I mean, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, traffic, there's nothing wrong with being mad. But what you do next may be very interesting. The Bible says that in the last days, people will be fierce. Fierce is is it means cruel. The um, you know this this um, somebody just texted me said they can't get the broadcast on the radio or Holy Ghost Radio. <laughs> That's I don't know what's going on for sure here. Hopefully somebody's listening to me <laughs> tonight. What am I just wasting my time here? The um, and and they were actually from out of town. Maybe their radio couldn't pick it up. But um, 
the the um there was a somebody said there was a bomb in Manhattan today detonated and injured 29 people you know this this is um this is a country that is cruel it's fierce um this is you know this this um i'm you say you're painting a really bad picture yes i am because i'm trying to tell you that that without turning to god it's only going to get worse now do I believe that the United States can turn to God again? I do. I really do. I know that this probably isn't popular with some of the uh, Brother Baxter end-time people, but but I, I'm just telling you, I think America could have another end-time revival. You know, there's it's our country's been bad before, and people thought it was the last of the very last days, but actually we had revivals that turned our country around. I, I'm If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. I believe that in my small way, in my small part, that I can affect a great change in this country, but it's not going to happen with Donald Trump. Uh, it's not. When people are basically fierce and when people are basically selfish and when people don't have natural affection, uh, there's no way to change this. Somebody said uh, over Labor Day weekend, was it 17 murders in the Chicago area? Was that right? 17 shooting murders? Maybe more. Somebody look it up. I I don't think I'm exaggerating. My wife and I are talking, contemplating a trip to Israel. We're looking at taking a trip this winter to Israel. And she's a little worried about the danger of that. But some friends of ours that go to our church that know a lot about Israel said, you'll be a way safer in Israel than you will in Chicago to trying to get to Israel. <laughs> I thought, wow, isn't that something? You know, we're, we are in a war zone, and people are fierce. They're cruel. And so, so tonight, you know, I'm just hammering in this point. The point that I'm making is, is you that the people of God that are listening to me tonight don't minimize the inf- thinking of the influence that you can have, you can have a tremendous influence over this country. You know, the, I mean, there are so many analogies to this, but it, it only takes a spark to get a fire going, good or bad. And sometimes the spark revival, you know, we have, uh, there's a, a couple, young couple coming to our church named Thor and Angela, and uh, there were th- 13 killed in Chicago, 52 wounded on Labor Day weekend. Wow, I, I was exaggerating. I said 17. But there's a young couple in our church, Thor and Angela, and this young couple has made a tremendous change in their life. And they are affecting other people. Their little world, Seth was just telling me they're having a Bible study, so these people love God. Well, that those people that love God, Seth, are going to affect their world, and they're going to affect people that are going to affect people, that are going to affect people. And this is how we change our country. Um, you know, I if you think that I'm saying don't be part of the political process, I'm not saying that. I think we should be good citizens. I think there is value to, to good government. But to think that government, that's like thinking that hiring a good teacher is going to make your kids smarter if you don't do anything to back the teacher up. I mean, like, like you can't, like, for instance, I'm hoping to do more to keep law and order in this country by teaching children Sunday school and and preaching to children in church than the sheriff will. Whoa, what did you bring us? The, uh, you know, uh, we, last week we had a, a law enforcement appreciation 
day, and and I was so pleased. The current sheriff showed up, and our former sheriff showed up to church, and I couldn't be more pleased. And especially, they they were talking to the children, and I mean, I don't know, I just loved it. But while they were there, I said, we, we're working for the same thing, except they they have to wear a gun and a badge to do what they're doing because they're getting the kids that didn't listen to Sunday school. And so to finish up verse 3 before we take this break, I'll look at my text, and, and, and Brother Johnny just brought us stuff. I don't know what all this stuff is, but he brought us cookies and all kinds of stuff in the studio here tonight, all for me. That's really nice. But the last thing it says is despisers of those who are good. In the last days, there are going to be people that are going to despise the people of God. You know, have you ever heard somebody make this statement, yeah, all those church people are a bunch of hypocrites. You talk about judgmental. To sum up a whole bunch of church people like they're all the same, now I've met church people that are hypocrites. But that's really unfair. You know, the church people I know that go to our church uh, will do whatever they can to try to help you. I mean, you, you may not have one friend in the whole world, and if you walk into our church, you'll have ten friends before it's over. So I don't know what church you're going to, where they're all hypocrites, but it's not the church I pastor. You see, in the last days, the Bible says, despisers of them that are good. You know, like like television makes fun of the of the of the God, uh, the family that God ordained. Like they say on television that there isn't a smart father on television. All the fathers are stupid. All the fathers are idiots. All the fathers make are bumblers. That's what they do. What are they doing? They're despising them that are good, that are trying to be good. And so this last day we're living in. We've got to to realize that get your life right with God. I'm going to keep saying that and help everybody else to get their life right with God, too. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. In my heart and salvation In my soul It's a long road Yes, it's a long road Well, it might be a long road But I'll make it to the city someday Now, don't tell me no story About reincarnation I've never seen a holy cow Look anything like my Lord There's just one rebirth And there ain't no Yes, you can have it today It doesn't matter who you are You just got to get your feet on the rock Your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation In your soul, take the long road It's just outside Jerusalem Yes, and there's more than just a lake There's oceans of His saving grace I'm glad 
everybody, you're tuned into the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Good to have you tonight. We're talking about the reason why it doesn't make any difference who becomes the president if our people don't change. Uh, we are living in, I, I just ended that last segment and talking about what a violent nation we're living in. A friend of mine from the Philippines just texted me. I didn't even, he's hearing news in the Philippines that I haven't even heard yet. Nine were stabbed at a mall in, in St. Cloud, Minnesota. That's a, that's not a big town. Um, yeah, this is crazy. We're we're living in a crazy, crazy time here, and it's and there is no government that's going to stop this. Um, you know, the scripture says that that um, in these last days, that you know, let me just uh, refresh you. Second Timothy three one it says in the last days, perilous or dangerous, difficult times are going to come, and and there the, if you that are putting your trust. In a political person, I know somebody texted me and said that, um, well, Trump would sure be a lot better than Hillary. That's not the point of my program tonight to tell you to vote for. It's not. My, the point of my program is it doesn't make any difference who you vote for. Because, because this change, I mean, there are, there are plagues in America. A drug addiction is a plague. There are millions and millions of people hooked on prescription pain pills. I mean, hooked on them. There, uh, there are millions and millions, tens of millions, hooked on alcohol. You know, um, and the violence and the molestation and and the poverty that alcohol attributes to. You say, what do you mean molestation? I'm telling you, a lot of those types of crimes have alcohol involved also. How is the government going to stop this? Take away all the children from everybody? I mean, is that what's going to have to happen? And then 
Are the people that are working with the children going to be any better than the parents? You know, you see this, you say, oh, you're so negative. No, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just telling you that we've got to, the Bible says, this, David said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But I will remember the name of the Lord my God. Um, this, this, um, one of the, the reasons that we're planning on either buying a bigger church building or building a bigger church building, I don't know, for you that are from Dickinson, haven't been to our church lately, it's packed out. In fact, if you're listening tonight and you know of a good building we could buy, or maybe one of you rich, fat oil guys would just give us one. You know, that'd be pretty good, too. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're probably out there. I mean, who knows? The Lord probably wanted me to just say that right now while you're driving. You know, Sam Walton, are you coming through town right now? Just give us a church building. You know, um, we, uh, we'd, we'd, we, we will send you a nice tax deduction or something. Um, but no, we, we need one. Why do we need one? Because I'm a believer that in the last days, we're going to see a great revival. I, I think the church, we've got a church now started in Beach, North Dakota. And, uh, the, uh, the pastor of that church, the one that's leading it right now, Brother Joe is in the studio with me tonight. We've got, uh, a, a plan for a church in Bowman, North Dakota. We have, um, you know, we, we want to start Pentecostal churches all around this area. Why? Because we believe that this is God's, this, there's an urgency to this, that this is the way to change our world. You can sit around and bellyache and whine about politics all you want to. And here again, I'm political. I, I, um, on a different venue, on a different type of thing, uh, I, I can enter the political arena and talk politics. I have strong opinions about politics. But to believe that politics can fix what's going on today, you know, I, um, I, I years ago, quite a few years ago, I was listening to the radio while I was working, and there was a very conservative radio talk show host on talking about all these rotten teachers, and the, these rotten teachers were causing these kids to not get a good education. Later, or earlier in the day, I'd been listening to another radio talk show host that was a liberal saying, if we just had more money, our kids would get better education. And and I was yelling at the radio. Oh, it didn't do any good, but I was yelling at the radio. I said, doesn't anybody see what's going on here? It doesn't have anything to do with the teachers, and it doesn't have anything to do with the money. It has to do with lousy parents that aren't walking with God and they're not teaching their children. That's what it has to do with. And how do you fix that? Well, I'll tell you how you fix it. You fix it by bringing a great Christian revival into our nation, and that's what we need. Verse 4 of Second Timothy 3 says, In the last day people are going to be traitors. Traitors, uh, not like Benedict Arnold traitors, like they're going to be traitors to their country. But how about the spouse who betrays their, they betray each other, commit adultery. They have an affair. They are, are watching pornography. These are traitors. Traitors are people that, that, uh, betray the people that are counting on them. You know, like just leaving home and letting your children fend for themselves while you go out and, on your little drug addiction ex, escapade. That's a traitor. In the last days, we have traitors. I know this goes along with unnatural affection, but, but you see, Traitors are people that don't stick to the job and to get it done. That's what it is. Traitors are daddies that quit their job because they hurt their finger 
and now the family's on welfare. That's a traitor. See, traitors, uh, it's, it's bigger than what you think. It's not just about somebody in the Marines that defects over to the other side. That's not the only kind of traitor there is. There are people that betray the trust. You know, like, like a, a, a parent or a father that would molest his children. He's a traitor. You know, these children, I mean, that, how could this happen? I mean, how, the, the people that this parent, these children are trusting, now he, he does this terrible thing to them? That's a traitor. That's why it is so hurtful. You know, you can handle just about anything a stranger would do to you. But when somebody you love betrays you, and this is what's going on in our world, Hollywood and the media have made being a traitor into a glamorous thing. People, there's whole, you know, I don't have a television, and I don't watch Hollywood movies, and I, I would really advise you to do that. I think it was a good decision for me and my family. But I, I want to say this, that there are entire Hollywood and television programs about adultery. Like, I don't, I don't even know, I don't know if it's still on the air, but, and I've never seen it, but there was a program called Desperate Housewives. Well, just the title. I mean, what's, what's desperate about a housewife? How come, how come her and her husband aren't in love with each other? What, why are they so desperate? But you know what? I don't know what the program is about exactly, because I've never seen it, but I could guess. It's about cheating. It's about traitors. It's about betrayal. And, and people watch this and enjoy it. Shouldn't it make you mad instead? Like, doesn't it make anybody mad? When there's a, a a mom out there that would step out on her husband and children, would that does does that make you mad? Is there something about betray betrayal or when a husband is is has an affair against his wife? I mean, isn't there something about that that upsets you, or do you watch that on TV and get it get some kind of weird kick out of it? Traitors. And then it says it says uh, it says heady and high minded. Like, they, they, they are reckless, they're puffed up with pride. You know, we are so puffed up with pride in this nation that we can't even admit that we're wrong. Today in our, our jail ministry, I, I kind of talked a little bit about the reason, the hardest six words in the human language is, I am sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> Those are the hardest six words. And... Uh, even though you would have had to be there to kind of catch the whole thing, there were there were some that actually took issue with me there a little bit. And and really, we can go back in our life and look for all kinds of excuses of why we did this or we did that to justify ourselves. But that is pride. You know, um, what I want to spend some time on, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the reason that the, the deep-rooted issues in our country are not political. They're they're spiritual, they're moral, they're psychological in some ways. I mean, we've cha- there's been a shift. Like the shift has been to focus on ourself instead of others. That's the shift. But let me let me just kind of end this um, this two part series on Pastor Bob for President by saying this: the last thing in verse four it says, "And they love pleasure rather than God." Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And when this kind of thing is happening, it's going to be hard 
for Donald Trump to turn it around. What do you mean by that, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God? What did Paul mean by that? Well, for instance, some churches shut down their midweek service in the summertime because everybody's busy. Some churches have a lot lower attendance to their services in the summertime, like like way lower service attendance. Now, that's not true in our church, but I'm just saying some churches are... And here again, our the people in our church vacation, and, you know, they're gone, and they do things, they travel, and so on. I, you know, not it's not like that, but but they're not out boating on Sunday morning. You see, you see what I'm talking about? Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Uh, you know, they, 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 uh, people can't, in our world, can't, they would not miss the next episode of their favorite program, but they might miss church. You know, um, school sports never used to happen on Sundays and Wednesdays. Do you know that? Did you know that? Wednesdays even. There was no school sporting activities on Wednesdays. Uh, Rod, one of my friends here that works at the studio or station, I know he would back me up on this. There, 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 there were not. There, it never was. There was never school sports uh, in events on Sunday. You know why? Because people like, oh, we're going to give that those days to God. A lot of churches have midweek services on Wednesdays, or and they have Sunday services. So they just that was a day we're going to dedicate to God. I mean, there was a day in North Dakota that even stores weren't open on Sundays. The the um, you know the the uh, I think. In fact, I think sports is, have become a religion to many Americans. They don't go to they don't go to church, but they wouldn't miss the game. You see, these are signs of the last days. Um, you know, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. You that are listening to me tonight that do not attend church faithfully, whoever you are, whatever church you go to, if you have children, I want you to think about what you're teaching your children here. Like, what's more important, your day to relax or go to church? You know, I, I mean, I, I don't like to bring it down like this. I wish people would enjoy going to church. I mean, that's really where it's at. I mean, like, oh, i got to go to church. But, no, it's I, I'm not trying to say it like that. Okay, Pastor Bob, I'll start going to church. I hate it, but I'll go. No, I'm not. I, I, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, uh, what's the deal here? Like, like how can you know? I heard a man preach in Bismarck on on Friday night. He said, "You can tell what people's passion is. You can tell what their passion is." And and brother Seth, he said, "And you can tell what their passion is not by the excuses they make." Well, I couldn't make it to church because, but it, that didn't stop you from going to work. You know, like like um, like days that it's too snowy to go to church, people still go to Walmart. You know, I mean, it's crazy. That you actually say those excuses. But the real root of it is is love of pleasures more than love of... Oh, Pastor Bob, we're so busy. What are you busy doing? Watching a movie? I mean, people say, I'm so... You know what? Everybody's so busy, Pastor Bob. You know what? I, I don't believe that. You know, when the average American spends four and a half hours or four hours before some kind of screen. Now, this is the average, and people under 21, it's way higher than that. Don't tell me you're so busy. 
playing solitaire on your computer? You're busy? You see, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And finally, in verse 5, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. These are the things, this is the root causes of our problems in our country. Um, the the um, This having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, uh, they, people act religious, but they reject the power that can change their lives. You know, um, I've, my good friend from the Philippines, um, uh, the um, you know, he was telling about in the Philippines how they take care of drug dealers and king, drug kingpins there. But you know what, Stormy? There wouldn't be a drug dealer if nobody was using drugs. You see, this is the root problem. You can kill all the drug dealers in the world. If there is a market for drugs, somebody's going to get it to you. You know, I had an economics teacher teach me that in college years and years ago. He said, he said they will never win the war on drugs because as long as there's a market for it, there's going to be a supplier. You know, uh, but it says they, in verse 5, they act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. The King James Version doesn't say it exactly like that. But having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. There are people that read their Bibles, they talk about God, maybe they have little statues and crosses, but they can't help a drug addict. You know, uh, we've got a new program in our church. It's called the ACTS program, A-C-T-S, Alcohol Chemical Treatment Series, every Wednesday night at 5 o'clock. Um, if you want more information on that, that number I gave you, 290-7862, that's my cell phone number. You can text me on that. There's a young couple in our church that teaches that class. Um, our church believes in the power of God. You know, if you're a drug addict tonight, you don't have to stay a drug addict. It's not the incurable disease. You know, um, there's people in our church that have successfully beat meth. You know, they've successfully stopped drinking. Um, you know, this we are we are a people. Since when do the churches have to hire the psych, psych wards? You know, uh, the church I attended when I was a child, a uh, little bit, the pastor checked himself into an alcohol treatment s- uh, setting. You know, he was he was a secret drinker. I mean, like, what's going on? Like, you say, oh, Pastor Bob, you, you, you just don't have any heart. You don't have any mercy. I'm just telling you that he said they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. You know, um, you know, I, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Brother Dale Jones, he pastors in the Minneapolis, North Minneapolis area, doing a great job out there. He, he, um, when he was searching for God, he attended, he was looking for God anywhere he could find him. He didn't know about Pentecostals. He went to a church and, and he cried through the whole service. He sat by himself. People filed out and stared at him. And he was just sitting in the pew crying, and the pastor came, looked at him, even touched him on the shoulder, and he walked out. He was screaming silently like, somebody's got to help me. But you know what? These were probably good people, but they didn't know how to help him. You know, there's no power to help the confused homosexual in these churches. Uh, There's no power to put a marriage back together. 
you know this um, this this what I'm saying today, and you know I, for some reason I I don't feel the same strong thrust I felt last week in this. I don't know why, but uh, but you know the the point I'm making here is these deep seated issues that we're talking about are the reason that our country is in trouble, and they can't pass a law to fix it. They just can't. First of all. The way our country's set up, I wish they'd quit passing so many laws. But because they're not going to work anyway, and they just take away our freedom. But but the real issue here is these laws don't change the heart. Seth, why don't you give out some information about uh, how to get a hold of us during the week, and let me catch up on reading these texts here. All right. Well, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. Again, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our church phone number is 701-264-7862. Or our church, if you'd like to email us uh, at our church as well, that's robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Our next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. We'd love to have you. If you need a ride, give us a call at that number, 701-264-7862. Uh, Sunday mornings, we have a 10 o'clock uh, Sunday school. We have adult and children's Sunday schools. 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings, we'd love to have you. 11 o'clock is our worship service on Sunday mornings. Again, if you need a ride, 701-264-7862. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. If you'd like to get involved with the program, if you have any more questions or comments here, uh, give us a call, 701-225-5133. Again, 701-225-5133. If you'd like to text us any of those questions or comments you have, uh, you might have 701 290 Seven eight six two, and if you're out of country and you'd like to email us, Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail dot com. We're just uh, <clears throat> tongue in cheek talking about Pastor Bob for president tonight, and just I'm not running for president. Last week I had a bunch of people text me said we'd vote for you. One of the men in our church texted me said I'm not going to vote for you because he's afraid I got to move to Washington, and he likes me as his pastor, so that was nicely. He said he wouldn't vote for me. I don't think I'm going to get very many votes for president. You're going to have to write my name in on the ballot. <clears throat> but I said all to, all that to say this, that I can do more to change America by just by trying to reach one person at a time. Now, reach them with what? wouldn't be fair to this radio broadcast if I didn't tell you how to get started. You know, the first steps to coming to God, the very first step is faith in God. That's the first step. You've got to have faith in God. The second step that you need is you've got to own your past failures and your sin. You've got to come to God and confess that you were wrong. And then you can make the step of repentance. And that step is part, confession to God is part of that, but, but repentance is deeper than confession because repentance is actually being truly sorry to God. It's called, the Bible calls it, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, godly sorrow worketh repentance. These are, are some of the very first steps to God. Like today, if you've been living in these lifestyles that I've been talking about these last two radio broadcasts, you come to God, you confess your sin to God, you're sorry to God, and when you're truly sorry to God, and you've truly changed and repented, the Bible said the next step 
is to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's why you won't find infant baptism in the Bible anywhere. And it wasn't, and listen to me, if you theologians that might be listening to me tonight and want to argue with me about this, I would be very happy to um, debate you on the air. I would. Because even you know that church history bears out what I'm saying is true. They didn't start baptizing infants till possibly the 6th century, and maybe later than that. Um, this is not biblical. Why is not it biblical? Because you have to repent before you can be baptized. Peter said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You've got to, you've got to repent. And then it, it matters how you're baptized because the word baptized means to immerse or completely dunk under the water. And notice Peter said in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, what about Matthew 28, 19 where Jesus said baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? Peter knew exactly what Jesus was saying. He knew that Father wasn't a name and Son wasn't a name and Holy Ghost wasn't a name. That's why Peter said, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Stormy, that's the way I baptized you, was in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the Bible said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And notice what Acts 2.39 says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so this old-time religion is still current events today. This this is the way to change our country. To bring people to repentance, to see them baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water for the remission of their sins, and to see them filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in, in a new language, and speaking in tongues, as the Spirit gives the utterance. This is what we believe at the New Life Pentecostal Church. This is this is the Acts 2.38 church. This is the church that believes that in what Jesus said, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit, both. So the time is now to get right with God. We need to get rid of our excuses. You need to get rid of blaming everybody else who hurt you. You need to get rid of your idols. No politician is going to fix what's happening in America. You need to get right with God. And so does everybody else. That's the way this works. And if you get right with God, you parents out there, get right with God. Get rid of your pornography. You know, get rid of your, uh, start cleaning your house up. You know, um, this, this, uh, thinking that your kids are going to turn out decent when you won't even live decent, that doesn't even make sense. The best thing that you can do for your children is give your life to God. The very best thing. Because if you don't, uh, your children are going to go down the wrong road. You know, um, I I love children. I always have. I, I like kids. I got, um, I've got a lot of grandkids now that I love, and then there's a lot of kids in our church that I love. I mean, just... I got a lot of kids that like me. You know, maybe it's because I give them candy after church. I don't know. I bet the dentists are all going to like me. I know that. But but um, I, I love children. But you know, it really grieves my heart to think of people that hurt children. 
Now, I'm, I'm not talking about godly discipline. You know, I think kids need a spanking sometimes, and I, I'm not, I'm not talking, but I'm talking about people that hurt children or neglect children. What greater neglect could there be for a child? You know, some of you, somebody might listen to me, you're listening to me, and you're some big professional with some big degree. Maybe you have a, you know, teaching degree or social, uh, social worker's degree, or maybe you, you're a doctor or a psychologist or a children's psychologist. Let me, let me just run something by you. If there really is a heaven, and if there is one way to get there, like Jesus said, what greater ne- child neglect is there to not show our children that way? I mean, if you give your children the finest education and the finest health and you teach them how to brush their teeth and and personal hygiene, and, and they've got great diets, and they don't eat any candy, and they exercise all the time, and they're they're uh, well adjusted in every way. And let's just say there is a heaven and there is a hell, and they die, and are lost forever. You see, that's child neglect of the most uh, unreal proportions. And so, and so tonight, none of these things political people can fix but you parents can fix them what did one of the I think it was an FBI director said the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation or something like that there's a lot of truth in that and I think what's going on today is there were some people rocking the cradle a few years ago that weren't paying much attention to the things of God and now we're paying the price for it Lord Jesus tonight as we close this broadcast, close it down. We ask you to just help us. God, I pray as a nation, I'm praying for our nation, Lord, not in any political way, and not, in this case, not for the right president or the right senator or congressperson. But God, I'm praying that you would help us and help those that are listening to me to see the importance and the power of their personal influence on those around them. I pray that we get our business right with you, that we take seriously your things, and then we begin to influence our world for, for what's right. I just pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, come and visit us this week. Our next service is Wednesday night, 730, 105 7th Avenue West, and also in Beach at the Community Center, 730 Tuesday night. Those are our next two services. God bless you folks. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.